I often tell people, you know, if Watergate happened today, get away with it because nobody's going to put two reporters on that full time anymore. They can't afford to do it. and I'm calling into you, recording into you, zooming into you from Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, heartland of America. And I am up in my office. I got a little smells burning up here. <laughs> I don't even know how to explain that. I don't It's not incense. I don't know what it is. Like a wood-burning candle type thing. And so I am a pastor in the PCA, the Presbyterian Church in America. We have this little podcast that we call iHeartPCA because we're talking about what's beautiful and believable and good and right in the PCA. And so I want to bring in my good friend on the verge of a possible NBA championship, Justin Edgar for his favorite team. The Lakers. The Lakers. You got, you, we, we do stand out of time here, but I know. just to center us into time, like let's hope today that uh, the 17th championship is raised um, in Bubble Dome for a Lakers championship. That'd be great. I'm calling. I'm, I'm, I'm zooming into you, Doug. Zooming I'm into zooming you. Zooming who? This could be a new song. <laughs> I want to zoom into you. I'm zooming into you, Doug, from uh, Albuquerque, New Mexico, at my uh, kitchen island here today. So, right, so this you. isn't the question I'm going to ask you, but I do want to point out that it's going to be cool when I would say the Lakers win for Kobe. So that's going yeah. to be cool. That's the coolest part about this. It is cool. And it's so sad to remember all that. Yeah, it is. We were uh, the last Lakers championship. I was in Canada, Doug. I was uh, with my young sons at the time, and we were listening to it on the radio because the house we were staying in was an ARP pastor's church, and he didn't have a TV. Um, and we were staying in his house, and so we had to listen to it on the radio. We we listened to Kobe and old school, Pow, and Meta World Peace win the championship. It was great, and Meta hit some big shots that game. Mm-hmm. So the question I want to ask you before we get into our guest is magazine subscriptions, current, past, favorite, tell me a couple magazine subscriptions, almost a lost art in some ways. I don't know if they, I would think magazine subscriptions are going down, but what do you got still? I actually have a lot, Doug. Um, oh, yeah, I have uh, the Mockingbird, which is probably my favorite of the ones I subscribe to. Uh, common Good, the Common Good. Um, I, I also like that one. Image Journal, Comment, um, Christianity Today. Um, 
Golf Digest. Liberal. You're very liberal. I know. I am, Doc. Uh, car and Driver, Lynx. And, uh, you know, I was, I, as a kid, of course, you know, Sporting News, Sports Illustrated. And even my favorite as a kid was the Dallas Cowboy Weekly, which was, you know, before internet, like, they sent out a magazine every week, uh, 52 uh, things just like sports, just like SI, only on the Cowboys, with a centerfold of a cheerleader, which my mom would always take out before she allowed me to have the weekly. Uh, For her. Yeah, yeah. So what about you, Doug? Do you have some uh, magazines you subscribe well, to? So I picked up on Mockingbird. Uh, from you, I think pretty much from you, and but Mockingbird, you sort of have to sit in your coffee table and look over for months because it's so yeah. amazingly yeah. heavily awesome. But then I, I got to tell you, I've had Sports Illustrated for thirty-five years. Wow, that's a long You're time. Still, you still and, uh, my dad got it for me. And I've just kept it up, and I am going to not resubscribe. And I, no. I told Julie, I hold it. I was like, "Your subscription is running out." And I hold it to her, and, and I said, "I don't think I can do this." And I cried. Why are you going to do it? It comes now, like seventeen issues a year, uh, and I just like. Eh. I hardly read it anymore because it didn't come every week. You know, like every week you got to keep up with it because you know you're getting yeah. another one, so you don't want to get behind. But now it's only coming every month ish, and like me. So if you don't read it in real time, then it gets lost. Yeah, that's why I like Mockingbird or those ones that are like four or six times yeah. a year, every once a month even. Like you can kind of keep up with those. Well, then they have a theme. They're not in, they're not doing news. So, um, I pretty much almost every time we talk about something that I cry about, I cried about Sports Illustrated subscription renewal in the last week might be a barometer of my emotional level. But I do think it is 35 years of. Yeah. And for our, for our listeners, maybe hear this, sponsor the podcast and give me a free year. Yes. Okay. If our, if our listeners didn't know before, they should know now, you are an Enneagram 4. And thus, emotions are your friend, Doug. And you teach us a lot about emotions. So I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad to hear about your tears this week. <laughs> My tears are a gift to you, Justin. They are. And they okay. are. I don't okay. want any tears. All right, all right. We're bringing in our friend, Richard Doster. Richard is the gener, gener, gen, general editor, generator, publisher. I don't know. What, I mean, you got to tell us. By Faith Magazine, I did not mention I do get this in my house whenever it comes out. So, Richard... Too? First of all, tell us who you are, what you do, and then we're going to get into how you got in the PCA. Hi, I'm Richard Doster, and I am the editor of Byface Magazine, and, and I and have been since 2005. 
And where are you calling in from? I'm calling in from my home. Um, I'm zooming into you guys from my home in Fernandina Beach, Florida. Great. So we're going to get to a bunch of by faith. Where, before you do that, Doug, where where in Florida is that, Richard? Fernandina Beach is north, the north part of Florida. I am 45 minutes north of Jacksonville. Okay. Um, and and we're actually on a little barrier island called Amelia Island. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, yeah. Um, you know, if you go to the end of downtown and you look across the Amelia River, you are looking into uh, St. Mary's, Georgia. Okay. Oh, wow. Yeah, Amelia Island has a great golf course. Has several great golf courses, as yeah. a matter of fact. Yeah. So, Richard, how did you get into the PCA to where you are now? I got into the PCA because I was going to an independent church. I'd become a believer and and um, went into a uh, an independent church in Central Florida, and it was the perfect church. It was a great church. Met in a uh, school cafeteria. Smelled like cabbage when we met, and everything was just going great. And then a few of the guys who were in leadership decided they wanted to do something a little different. The pastor wanted to stay small and meet in a, in a cafeteria. That division grew, the church split, and it got ugly, and people began to wander off. And um, we began to explore churches and went to some different churches. And most of our, the people we were close to gravitated to Orangewood Presbyterian Church in Maitland, Florida, just outside Orlando. And after looking around for a while, we ended up going there as well. Didn't know a thing about Presbyterianism, didn't know a thing about Reformed theology. The pastor was a very gracious and nice man, and many of our friends and relationships went there. So we ended up at Orangewood Presbyterian Church. This was in the 70s, 80s? When, when are we talking? Uh, this was mid-80s. Yeah. Yeah, Eddie. And then from there, you just were hook, line, and sinker, love this place, can't, can't get enough of it. Well, you know, we, we love the church and we love the people. And, and um, like I said, going in, I, the, the, the church where I became a believer and we went to was pastored by a beautiful, wonderful man who went to Dallas Seminary. And, um, and you know, when everything went the way it did, we ended up in this Presbyterian church and, you know, we didn't know what Reformed theology meant. And um, so some of that was a little bit weird and, and uh, um, stopped me when I go too long. But we had been there a year or so, and I don't know why, but somebody had nominated me to be an officer of the church, which was at the time a laughable thing. And, and the classes there, the leadership training in this church was pretty intense. I mean, I think it was 18 weeks for three-hour classes. And, 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 and the, you know, this predestination stuff, baptism, there were some things I just wasn't buying here. And uh, so after class, I would go in with the pastor who was teaching a, a wonderful guy named Carl Smith. He's in Alabama now. And, and he would just sit with me all, you know, to midnight explaining this to me and saying, telling me, you know, don't worry, it'll come to you, don't worry. And, and, and I did. And, and over time, all of that stuff gelled in my mind. But when, when I took this job, when I became the editor of By Faith, and, and I, I think, and, and, and explained that to Carl, he just burst out laughing um, that, 
I had, in fact, made the transition all the way. And uh, so he and I still tease about that when I see him. So I, 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 I want to go back. You're a Florida guy. Yep. Did you go to college in Florida? What, what's your Florida connections up to that point? Or when did that happen in your life? Well, you know, I, so yeah, I grew up in Florida. I went to the University of Florida. I'm a Gator. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Tebow. I mean, you're Tebowing it right now. I can see you Tebowing. Yeah. yeah. Now, see what Justin was just doing. I, I mean, he was doing, oh, yeah. Okay. You were doing the Gator chop. Um, yeah. I was. Yeah. There you go. And um, so, yeah, I went to Florida and um, in 19, I'm thinking 89. I think it was, I moved, I moved to Atlanta from Central Florida um, to take a job. I was in, my first career was in the advertising business, and I took a job with an ad agency up in Atlanta. That's how I ended up in Atlanta. Um, and, and we were there for 26 years. We moved uh, down here about five years ago. Did you do, uh, so when you were, what kind of stuff did you do as an ad man? Well, you know, so that's how we actually fell into this place where we live now. But um, as an advertising guy, I was responsible for accounts like I was a, I was a brand planner um, and, and a marketing guy. But um, um, Ritz-Carlton Hotel Company was an account of mine. Napa Auto Parts was a capital uh, was a, a, an account of mine. Some auto, other auto parts companies, windshield wipers that kind of thing. The Metro, uh, Metro Atlanta Transit Authority, off called MARTA, was uh, yeah, Marta. an account of mine. So we, we did all kinds of things, some restaurant work as well, um, Arby's, that kind of thing. Uh, I'm a big fan of Mad Men, Richard. So, yeah, like, uh, yeah. you know, I, I consider myself a bit of a advertising expert now. Well, you know, and, and there was a brief part of my career, too, where I actually lived, lived in Manhattan. I was the... Uh, in between all this, briefly, I was, <clears throat> excuse me, the advertising manager for a company called Exxon Enterprises, which was Exxon Company's non-oil businesses, everything okay. that wasn't oil. And I ran that and lived in Manhattan uh, for a couple of years in the, in the early 80s. And, That's uh, cool. and, and, and you know, it, it just, I'm not, it wasn't, it wasn't the Mad Men era. It was just past that, a generation past that. But a lot of that ethos was still there. Uh, I bet. Yeah. So I don't know, Doug, if this is where you want to go here next, but in, how did then you, because I know we're going to get into By Faith probably after the break, but how did you get from advertising and, you know, you become reformed and and then you end up with uh, the magazine? Is that a good question to ask here, Doug? So here's how that happened. And, and I love this story. I was, uh, so I'm in Atlanta. We're going to a PCA church there. Um, I'm in the advertising agency business and, um, but my my friend, uh, John Robertson, who was then and is now the business administrator of the PCA, um, and he and I were in a small group Bible study together. And, and you know, we were friends and we talked in, um, this was maybe in 2004 or something like that. He uh, was telling me that uh, the, the General Assembly had approved the possibility of looking into a denominational magazine and had assigned the administrative committee to do that work. And so he, he, we were just having an offhand conversation about that. And he was telling me about that. And um, 
you know, throughout the conversation, I said, you know, I can, I can help nobody in the administrative committee obviously knows how to put together a magazine. And I said, well, I, I know magazine people. And, and um, so I, I could probably help you do that. And, and, you know, why don't I step in and I can help you put that together, organize it, do the architectural work, work with friends of mine in the, in the magazine business. I know a designer um, who, who had some experience there. And I said, why don't, why don't I get it together for you? We'll put, we'll put this together for the assembly, general assembly, which by the way, I'd never been to a general assembly at that point. And um, we'll put it together. And then I said, when it's, when we do that, then I'll step out and somebody else will step in. And um, it's, it's 15 years later and I, I, I haven't stepped out yet. And uh, so that's, you know, a, a conversation with John, we worked together to do it. And I, and I got to tell you, I, I, it's, it's not what I expected um, in many respects, but I love doing this and I love doing it for the PCA. This is, you know, uh, I love this job um, and working right. with the people. We're going to talk more about yeah. by faith after the break. Before the break, University of Florida, yeah. Steve Spurrier, we, we already talked about Tim Tebow, we got Billy Donovan, and I would stack up the only about, 2000s, only about 2000s, right there with University of Florida, right next to the University of Oklahoma. And the University of Florida wins on every single one of them. It's so frustrating to me. And and so, and, and with Stoops, I mean, even I know who was a Florida guy. And why do you have so, to say that? It just <laughs> felt right to remind. Right? You. Yeah. Did it? And it, it, it was right. It was and I'm right. liking it now, really. <laughs> okay, we're coming back after the break, and we got some questions that I would like pulled off the table, and I'm pulling on the table. <laughs> We are talking to Richard Dosser. He's the editor of By Faith. This is a podcast, iHeartPCA, brought to you by White Blackbird Books. Hope that you would connect into what we're doing, what's going on, all the good stuff coming out by a lot of same people. In this magazine, you're going to read a bunch of articles about the same people that White Blackbird Books is talking about. So... Here's the break. We'll come back. We're going to get at the real deal. It's supposed to just pop out the bottom. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know you like the funniest. My name is Dennis Hermerding, and I'm a pastor at King's Cross Church in Cypress, Texas. I Heart PCA is brought to you by White Blackbird Books. They promote redemptive themes, especially in the church. Listeners should consider their various compilations. Heal us Emmanuel. Hear us Emmanuel. Co-laborers, co-heirs. All are welcome and first fruits of a new creation. Each of these books features chapters by different authors for a great tasting flight of what people in the PCA are passionate about. They're all available in paperback and on Kindle from Amazon iHeartPCA is also brought to you by the SEC. What's 
See, Justin and I are talking to Richard Dosser. He's the editor of By Faith Magazine. So, Richard, you, we, we got into this. We got sidetracked a little. I would say crossways a little, but that's okay. By Faith Magazine, explain it to the casual iHeartPCA listener. What is it? What does it do? Give me a reason why I should care about it. You should care about it because uh, if you're a member of the PCA, if you like to attend the PCA church, we do a couple of things with the magazine. The, um, the, what we call the front of the book of the magazine deals with PCA issues and people primarily. Um, so in the front of the book, what we are trying to do um, is give our readers a sense of the, the reality that if you're, if you're in the PCA and you're going to a PCA church, you're a part of something that is, is far more dynamic, far more engaged, far more involved in the world, in local communities, in, in culture, in the church, the big C church, than you probably know about. Um, and we have people um, and ministries and organizations that, that you really need to know about and identify with. And we talk about some of my favorite stories, Doug, up in the, up in the front of the book are stories about people that you're never going to hear of. They're not famous. They're just ordinary folks um, that, that you would never know um, who, who do the coolest things and who do inspiring things. And, and we like to find in the front of the book, we like to find people who are doing things that that I love, and that when you read about it, you go, well, I could do that. There's nothing, I could do that, or I could do something similar to that. Um, and we also, we in the front of the book, we, we are talking about the committees and agencies as well as local churches. And I tell people the great joy of what we do is, is we point to other people and say, look what they're doing. Look what MNA is doing. Look what MTW is doing. Look what RUF is doing. Look what this little ministry in this church is doing. And, and the great thrill of what we do is, is to point to others in our denomination and say, have a look. This is you pretty- do a great job of that. How do you piece together a magazine? Is it quick, snap your fingers and make it work? Is it months and months? Is it years? How's it, how's it come together? Uh, it, it's, it's not like this. Um, and we work with, uh, we work with a group called Metal Leap Design. And, and um, I, I would love to tell the story of how we got hooked up with them. But so how it works is we are looking for, um, you know, three or four of us for interesting stories. Thankfully, we've been doing this enough. Sometimes now they come to us for the front of the book. We think about what goes in the back of the book and what we call the feature well. And most of those stories are things that deal with current, I don't want to say current events, but I want to say topics that are top of mind, either in the culture or in the church. And and maybe we can talk about that a little bit more later. So I will... um, find writers for the stories that go in the back and I will give them input into what we're looking for with plenty of leeway for them to take it where it ought to go. And they will write features and they will come back. Um, we have pretty, pretty regular writers, Megan Fowler and Zoe Erler and 
and, and I and some others write things for the for the front of the magazine. And then I have a I, I sit down with our designers um, now by Zoom, and we talk through these articles and what they're about. And so let uh, me interrupt you real quick. Here is a follow up question: Is why do you keep pushing this liberal PCA agenda? <laughs> <laughs> just seems right uh, um, well yeah that's a good question and we have because the PCA agenda is the best one going you know what we try to do in the back of the magazine is with many of the stories is I, I will often tell writers so we're we're going to write a story about marriage about um same-sex marriage, let's say. And, and a lot of times my input to the writer will be, just imagine a regular ordinary PCA member um, running into their neighbor, walking the dog in the neighborhood, and the subject comes up. Help that person know what to say to their neighbor and to make the biblical case for traditional marriage and to talk about um, that issue in a correct, intelligent, love your neighbor kind of way. So with many of the articles that we do in the back of the book, we are trying to push that kind of thing um, so that people, equipping people to speak to issues that, that may be going on inside our church, what women's roles in the church say, you know, what, why do we do what we do? Here's, here's the reason why. Uh, take same-sex marriage, take, we've done things on politics. Here's, we want to equip you to speak into that, to speak to your neighbors, and, and to think yourself through those issues biblically and, and in a way that lets you influence and affect your neighborhood and city and town for the, for the sake of the kingdom, for the cause of the kingdom. That's how we I push think when, Richard, when I think about the magazine, there's some things about the, it, it does take on kind of the heart of what we're trying to do with the podcast and that it highlights beautiful and believable things that are happening in our, our denomination. And, yeah. but also deals with it from a journalistic perspective, which I, I kind of want to ask a question about that because we have other journalistic things that come out in the PCA um, that, you know, I hesitate to say aren't really don't have the same kind of uh, journalistic ethos that maybe by faith is trying to have. So can you speak to that? Like, I don't know if you know what I'm getting at and we want to yeah. keep it on the, on the level of positive here at, at IRPCA, but what are some things that like by faith does to like, you know, drive home the importance of having a journalistic kind of integrity while at the same time highlighting something, you know, it's, it's a niche. Right. Yeah, it so, is niche. And, you know, I tell people sometimes that, um, you know, we, we, we are journalistic. Um, you know, we, we have writers write. Um, in, you know, in our cultural moment, um, though, we, we are committed to drawing an audience by bringing people together, pushing people together, not pushing them apart. Um, we are intentional about the positive things and, and 
and by the way, I mean, we're not trying to say that everything we do is positive, but our ethos is we want to unite the PCA and not divide the PCA. We want to create uh, uh, a sense of unity and not a sense of division. Um, and so our ethos is that we aren't going to we aren't going to draw people to our to our magazine or to our website by being angry about things uh, about protests. That's, cr that's critical for us, right? Because yeah. like in the moment and what's going on all around us, swirling about, like you think about, and I'm sure you're kind of up to date on some of this stuff, but like the dispatch, right? Uh, mm -hmm. Are you, yeah. you know, the dispatch was started. Personally, but I know David, uh, you yeah. know, David French. David French, French, yeah. PCA guy was actually on another uh, podcast PCA podcast this week, um, some friends of ours that host it. And, but he start, you know, he started that magazine, that magazine to, to do that very thing, you know, yeah. to try to cut through what's, you know, fake news as well as like real biased news. Uh, and I, I, I'm, I asked you that question because I really think that the, the by faith attempts to do that. And, that's important, even in the PCA that we oh, have. Oh, it really is. That's exactly right. Towards this, and, right? And uh, you know, um, I, I, let me. I'm just. I'm looking at some notes. I wrote something down. I was talking with the uh, some other folks recently, and I wrote this quote down. Um, at this moment in history, there is not a single important cultural, religious, political, or social force that is pulling Americans together more than it is pushing us apart. And I was making the, the point, and that's from French's new book. Hmm. Um, so that's, yeah, that's from David the French. And, um, and I was just making the point, you know, that can't help, you know, but, but seep into us. Mm -hmm. and, and we want to be an offsetting force to that. And we want to be, by faith, a force that pulls us together and that does not push us apart. Um, and so, Richard... When you then think about the PCA and maybe the last bit here, I don't know how far back you want to go. One thing we like to do on the podcast is, is highlight, which is what you're doing by faith, is those unsung heroes. Those, uh, yeah. I mean, it's uh, this last cover of Irwin Inns. Yeah, isn't that awesome. cool? The one yeah, before so that good. with Roy Taylor, amazing right highlighting the some of these things that we've been doing and like the covers are just awesome but then as you look at the breadth who are some people that people could look at by faith articles to know about that that we need to mention because we haven't had them all on yet i mean you know we're going to get to it but we haven't got to it yet but you've gotten to them yeah, now are you talking about people? You're talking about pastors? You talk about the unknown pastors and PCA ministries, like articles you've done that stand out to you. It's like, oh, yeah, this one. Oh, yeah, this one. Proud of this one. Yeah, you know, too many. Uh, there, there are a bunch. There are a bunch. Some of my favorite is uh, I don't have the I, I don't have her name top of mind, but I think one of my favorite articles. It was just 500 words, just a short article, but it was about. Um, a ministry in a church downtown Atlanta. And periodically, I forget if it's monthly or whatever the period of time is, but they would turn the sanctuary into a facility where they would care for the feet of homeless people in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. They would come in and 
and literally wash their feet, but but medically care for them and, and tend to um, to the health and, and good condition of feet for homeless people, which is a big deal and a big problem for them. Who knew? Um, we don't think about it, but they would they would do this in the sanctuary of the church and tend to these people in this way. And I love that story. And and you know we're we're not going to hear about that. Um, 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 you know, we, we wrote a story about Rick Springer. You know who Rick Springer is. He's been working as, as a floor clerk for the General Assembly for longer than I've been around, which is longer than 15 years. And he's behind the scenes. He's a servant. And he's there every year. He's passing out paper. This is a formidable guy who, who willingly serves others in this behind-the-scenes way. And he's been doing it year after year after year. Uh, we wrote an article about a woman named Anna Henson who sewed handmade Easter dresses for young girls in, in, a, in a poor neighborhood near where she lived. I think she was actually lived in the neighborhood as well. Um, but she, she did this for people and she got volunteers from her church to come in and, and hand make Easter dresses for these poor, poor girls who lived in and around her. Um, I love the story that we did about, uh, this was more recent, uh, out in San Luis Obispo, California, uh, a, a place that's called First Fruits Farm that started off, you know, as a food pantry. And then folks looked around and said, yeah, this isn't good enough. We, we need to do better. And they, they got some, some ground and they started growing vegetables and, and they said, this isn't good enough either. And now this is a huge farm. And some, some professionals have come in, they're all still involved, but it's, yeah. Okay, so we're headed to our last question. Already? How do you already know who's going to be the moderator of the PCA? It feels like you're <laughs> on the inside track and you're tricking everybody. How do we know? We, well, we don't actually know, but we do know who is going to be nominated. And so when we go to General Assembly, when By Faith goes to General Assembly, and of course, you know, nominations can come from before, so we can always get surprised. Um, but people talk and, and we have a very, we have a good idea of who will be nominated. And so before we go to general assembly, we interview anybody who's been nominated and we write the stories announcing that each of them has won the nomination and will become the moderator. And then we publish the correct one. And I always live in fear that we will accidentally post the wrong one. But I'd like to nominate Justin Edgar. Well, you may oh. do that in St. Louis, assuming that... Um, that would be a disaster. <laughs> that would be a disaster. Well, I want to at least see the article that would happen. This could be right here, the picture. There you go. Could be. Justin, you got it. So uh, we were talking offline here a little bit about this, but um, I wanted to ask you, Richard, about journalistic movies. Uh, Greg and I are, you know, movophiles a bit, and we sometimes talk about that on the pod here. And so what, uh, do you have some favorite journalism movies? And if so, what are they? And even maybe a brief why, and, and maybe Doug will chime in with some of his. Okay, so let me try to come up with one that you're not expecting. Just to, is is the front page the the old movie? Gosh, I wish I could remember this, but the front page 
where the journalist is confronting the mobster and he's being threatened and and at the end of it you know he's he hits the press button and the presses start going and he holds up the phone and it's like we win you lose you can't stop this and i think it might be the front page that is a great movie um i haven't seen that one um it, it's all are you talking about newsies no no, I think this was called the front page. I'll have to go look. If I'd, if I'd done you were going to ask how to look that up. Um, Spotlight is a great movie. We don't like the subject matter of it, but how that works, um, I, I thought that was an important movie. Um, you know, I've probably read the book and watched the movie each twice of, um, of, of the Watergate story, the Woodward and Bernstein story, um, All the President's Men. Great movie. And I wish another one, um, we were talking offline, I couldn't come up with the name of it, uh, the, the Russell Crowe uh, movie, Adams is the actress's name, I can't recall her. Amy Adams, yeah. Amy Adams is the, uh, is kind of like protege, the young journalist he takes under his wing. That was a great journalism movie as well. Doug, do you have a favorite journalism movie? We've already mentioned them, but I'm, I'm a sucker for any of them. Yeah. And uh, Newsroom, great series, love it. And I think right now, little sidebar, now's the time to really care about journalism. So iHeartPCA is journalistic, but like, I wanna make a plug for our local newspapers actually subscribing to those things. I really think everybody should get it daily delivered because they're struggling. And so um, journalism is really important. My wife and I went to journalism school. My daughter went to journalism school and it is a very important aspect of our society that we need to support in whatever we whatever way we can. And let me throw out something related to that, because you're absolutely right. And somebody was asking me the other day, where do I get my news, my national news? We have a small local newspaper here and, and, and we do that. But I have encouraged people, you know, we've lost sight of, you know, the uh, younger people have lost sight of the fact that um, there was a time, you know, when we talk about Watergate, if you watch those, if you read the book and watch the movie and you see the publisher you know, demanding that we have two sources before we publish that um, and that we confer that and we verify that is, you know, I get most of my news from places where I know they have been fact-checked, yeah. that fact-checkers are on the staff of these places and that's what I read. And I don't read things for news content that are not fact-checked. And you need an editor to do that and you need journalists to do that. And you need people who care about the truth to do that. Justin, you got one? Uh, yeah, I mean, I like the paper. Um, I don't know if you guys remember that. Um, that was really, yeah. uh, I mean, Michael Keaton uh, was, yes, was that's that. Right. Yeah, I mean, I was a, I really, I felt I was really moved by that movie. I remember watching it. Um, Did you see that recent one with the Fox News with the women? Yeah. yeah. I did watch that. I didn't really like that. that yet. You know, uh, I right. I like the 
Yeah, it was rough. The the guy who makes that is in Will Ferrell's movie company. Uh, I don't know why am I blanking on the director, but uh, I've I've haven't liked all their movies. I definitely liked the one they did on the the Big Short. I really liked that movie. Oh yeah, that was great. That was excellent. But the movies they've done since then haven't been as good. And that Bombshell, as it was called, I didn't really mm-hmm. I didn't really like Bombshell. Hold on. A bombshell. Yeah, that's right. Okay, so. Hey, we don't talk about stuff we don't like. No, sorry. Spotlight is probably one of the best. So, yeah. And especially the good thing about Spotlight too is it's more current and it's it's in the era where journalism uh, is hurting financially and where they actually, where the Boston Globe put the resources against doing that. I often tell people, you know, if Watergate happened today, get away with it because nobody's going to put two reporters on that full-time anymore. They can't afford to do it. But um, we are on full-time with By Faith Magazine. So we're rooting out all this crazy. <laughs> right? We are on it. So we today have gotten to a lot of great stuff. You, every, not everyone can see it, but we T-boat it. And are oh, again. Warfel too, man. Warfel. And, uh, oh, Danny Warfel. Yeah, we got, we got a lot of stuff. And um, I I want to say, Richard, I'm just so thankful for By Faith. I, I, you and I have talked on the phone, but I want to make sure I say it out loud that I feel like this magazine is so great and it's so beautiful and it's so super well executed. The, the graphics and the content are incredible. And then I think the it way over promotes in a good way our denomination i'm just saying it makes us look amazing and that's what i think we are and so thank you for your last 15 years of doing that and i can't wait to see what happens next but there's more great stories to tell and you're telling them and we want to be connected into that and so thank you i mean we could go back into favorite articles or favorite covers, mention a few of them, but it's just really excellent. excellent well, I think my favorite cover now might be the one we have right now with Erwin on it. Oh and man, that's so oh. good. It's a great cover. It makes Erwin look it. good. Well, you know, we actually took a photo of Erwin where he's, he's wearing robes, his pastor's robes. And we, and we, we, we took that and then put him in a signature bow tie. And, uh, but you know, that magnetic smile that he's got. And it's, it's just excellent. So thank you. Everyone should definitely get on by faith. Personally, you should get it delivered to your own house and then get 10, 20 copies to your church. Yeah. And that's what we do. And we pass them out like candy and everyone who ever sees it is super impressed. And then the other thing I said, get in it, submit articles, Tell Richard what's going on. He's got amazing uh, writers and editors and content managers. And so submit to him stuff that you think is something that we should all know about. Would love that. Yeah, and please. That do. goes across the spectrum. I mean, yeah. there are people that are doing amazing things in the PCA. And so it's not like self promotion. It's just, I no, want to know about it. And don't get. It, it would really be, I'm glad you said that, because it would be a great help to us. You know, we, we're we talking about the Boston Globe and things. We, it's not, we don't have reporters 
you know, I mean, we're, we're a very, very small organization. So if people would help us do that, we would be very grateful for the information they send us. Thanks, Richard. And before Thanks, we Richard. Go, Richard. Like, I appreciate the work you guys are doing and your publishing and doing this. And sure, um, sure, sure. one of the things you guys are doing that we're trying to do too is give visibility to people who might not be able to get it otherwise. And you're doing a great job of that. And uh, thank you. It's a great time then to like By Faith Magazine on whatever platform you do and iHeartPCA and tell everybody else what is really good and going on. Um, that's what we're trying to do. So thanks for joining in. Appreciate it. See you next time. All right. Enjoy being with you guys.